Hey, what's going on? It's Anthony Dean, and you're listening to Change the Game Podcast for Sunday, December 6th, 2020. What's going on? How are you guys? This is the third of the four episodes we're doing uh, for today for the return of Change the Game. And this one, as the last two episodes we had, we had NBA, everything that went on in the offseason, Uh, for this new 2021 NBA season upcoming. And the episode after that, we talked about college football, everything going on from week 14, with two weeks remaining until the conference championship games. This episode is also a football episode, but now we're going up a level. We're going to the pros, the NFL, the National Football League. It is Sunday. It is very early Sunday right now we're recording live at 3 a.m. on Sunday Uh, so if you're listening to this as this drops uh, man uh, you should probably get some sleep to be honest but uh, we are uh, we are live and we are ready to go uh, and talk about NFL Uh, week 13 is today Uh, last week's games we had a couple on Thanksgiving Texans beating the Lions 41-25. Deshaun Watson with four touchdowns. That dude is just incredible. And uh, the Washington football team massacring the Dallas Cowboys 41-16. to uh, And then the other games uh, from this past week. You had the Falcons stunning the Raiders 43-6 to in a rout. The Giants edging the Bengals while Daniel Jones gets hurt. The Giants still win 19-17. to uh, They are tied for first right now then you got the patriots beating the cardinals on a last second field goal 20 to 17 the bills beating the chargers 27 to 17 titans destroying the colts 45 26 derrick henry uh dominating in that game the vikings edging out the panthers 28 27 the dolphins blanking the jets 20 to 3 uh, the Browns edging out Jacksonville 27-25. The Saints beating the Broncos 31-3. The 49ers beating the Rams 23-20. The Chiefs beating the Buccaneers 27-24 in what might have been the last game between Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. And in the Monday night game, you had Seattle beating Philadelphia 23-17. And finally, the Wednesday game, as the final Thanksgiving game was postponed to Tuesday, then was postponed one more day starting Wednesday at 2.40 for whatever reason. The Steelers moved to 11-0 and beat their rival Baltimore Ravens 19-14, who the Ravens are missing practically their entire team, including their MVP, Lamar Jackson. And we will get into that rivalry game. Uh, But there was one game... Uh, from this past week that I did not mention the score of. And this is the game that we're going to start off talking about because I have a lot to say. Uh, The Sunday night football game was the best rivalry in football at one point. The Green Bay Packers and the Chicago Bears, the most historic rivalry in professional football. And the Bears got smacked, embarrassed, shellacked, uh, whatever adjective you want to use for ramrodded. uh, They just got, they got played. They got dominated by the Green Bay Packers, 41-25. to And, ah, oh, man. The Chicago Bears, a team that started 5-1 and 
is now 5-6 and six on the season. They play the Detroit Lions today uh, where they're going to get a false hope win to go to 6-6. Six and six. And then every Bears fan, the Bears are back, baby. Bears are back. They might as well just lose and not give us this stupid false hope that they're obviously going to get us because they always beat the Lions. But it'll be a close game, of course. Oh man, the Bears, the Bears, the Bears. They're five and six. They were five and one. Um, this is a joke of a franchise. Uh, they didn't play at all. The defense played horribly. The offense was horrible. Special teams was bad. It was all bad. This is an embarrassment. I heard somebody say, "Oh, you know," <laughs> and this is the part about Bears fans and people like that that just drive me crazy. This uh, I don't remember who it was on the radio. He said. Oh, they, they subjected Virginia McCaskey to that. She went all the way out to Lambeau Field to be subjected to that. Yeah, she should have. Good. I'm glad she was because it's her fault. I'm sorry that the reason the Bears are in this position right now, and honestly, I'm not even, it's not even, Mitch didn't even play all that bad. I mean, he, had, he made some horrible throws, don't get me wrong, but it wasn't Mitch's fault. But the reason the Bears are this bad, and I'm tired of Bears fans not acknowledging this, it's because the Bears have a racist owner. I'm sorry. It's just how it is. Uh, I pull no punches. We pull no punches and change the game. We're going to call it like we see it. Uh, people defend her all the time. They they defend Virginia McCaskey. They say, well, oh, she's not racist. She's never said anything. She's never said the N-word. It doesn't matter. She's never said anything. Yeah, because she just doesn't talk. When has she ever said anything? Literally anything. She doesn't talk. The only time I heard her talk was in that stupid, at the end of that, uh, uh, the Super Bowl last year, the little video they did at the beginning. Uh, she was at the end. She gave that kid the ball. I mean, it was cool with the kid running out. I don't know why she was there, though. Uh, listen, and trust me, the Bears the Bears aren't known to support racists. Let's let's be honest. How about uh, Mr. Mike Ditka, Mr. Get the hell out of my country if you take a knee. How about Brian Erlacher, Mr. I'm going to post about, oh, man, that dude. Oof. Mr. I'm going to post a funny meme, or I think it's funny, uh, about how a black man getting killed by police uh, isn't worth uh, – celebrating but oh brett Favre went out there after his dad died and threw four touchdowns but nba players are boycotting because a man got killed by the police and it was just i don't know the exact phrase that he used but it was just all despicable and just a a culture around chicago where they build these great defenses but they have no offense well guess what in 2017 there was hope the Bears made a trade up for the number two pick in the draft, and they had an opportunity to grab a great quarterback. Now, they could have had Patrick Mahomes, who would have been great with the Bears, but he would have thrown a lot of picks. But you had the chance to get the guy, in my opinion, the man, Deshaun Watson, who only played in the same conference as Mitch Trubisky, who only went undefeated in the regular season at Clemson one year and one lost the other, who only went to two straight national championship games, brought Alabama to the brink in one, and then the next year beat Alabama, coming from two separate 14-point deficits in that game, playing like the best player on the planet in college football. No. They took Mitch Trubisky because they have an owner, let's be honest, doesn't want a black quarterback. She doesn't want a black quarterback. I'm sorry. That's the Bears' problem. Do you know how badly Chicago, the whole city of Chicago, wants to see 
a black quarterback. Like, do you know the amount of excitement there would have been if the Bears had signed Cam Newton? The Bears could have signed Cam Newton for nothing, for a veteran's minimum. And what do they do? They trade a draft pick for Nick Foles. Now listen, let me be clear about Nick Foles. Because Mitch Trubisky for the Bears is a better option than Nick Foles. Why? Because Mitch Trubisky can run. The problem with Nick Foles is he's good when you have receivers, when you have a defense, and you have an offensive line. All the Bears have out of those three are the defense. They have one really good receiver, Allen Robinson. Actually, he's great. And, of course, the Bears refuse to pay him. They have no offensive line. They have great defense, don't get me wrong. But really no weapons outside of Allen Robinson. And David Montgomery's a good running back, too. They just don't know how to use him. <sighs> so, Nick Foles not the option. So, it's Mitch Trubisky. I mean, we didn't have to have any of these problems if the Bears just drafted Deshaun Watson. He was right there for the taking. Deshaun Watson was up there. He had been proven. You can't go back. Hindsight is twenty twenty, and say Patrick Mahomes. Although I did think Patrick Mahomes was going to be like Brett Favre. I really liked Mahomes. You can go back, and I probably have tweets about it from back then. I was a big Mahomes guy. I thought Mahomes was going to be really good. I thought he was going to be Brett Favre two and I thought Deshaun Watson was going to be better. And honestly, right now, I still think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes just plays with the Kansas City Chiefs. A team that has maybe the best line in the game, the best receiving core in the game, the best running back unit in the game, a top 10 defense probably in the game. Like Mahomes, there's no weaknesses on Kansas City. And then to top it all off, Mahomes is fantastic. So it just puts him over the top. But you can't tell me that Mahomes is better than Deshaun Watson. Look what Watson has to deal with and look what he's doing. He is just unbelievable. That guy is the man. And he should have been the Bears quarterback. I'll never forget that day when they traded up for that pick. I thought we were going to take Watson. I was so excited. I thought the Bears were going to draft Deshaun Watson. And no, they took Mitch Trubisky. (sighs) You know, like I said on the college football uh, podcast, though, you know, if the Bears are going to... if, if they're going to get a white quarterback, you might as well get Trevor Lawrence, unless you can get Aaron Rodgers. Because, uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers, that's the best quarterback in the game. You know, I mean, you can say Mahomes is better than Watson. I don't. Uh, before this season, I was saying Watson is the best quarterback in the game. Now, I don't really think that. I think he's second only to that bad man out in Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers. He is a bad man. That is a Bad MFer, Aaron Rodgers. He is slinging it. He threw four touchdowns against the Bears. Uh, he is just on top of his game right now, and he's looking better and better by the week. Um, so, yeah, the Bears are just, they're a joke right now. They're an embarrassment to the city of Chicago. Uh, they've embarrassed anybody who's from Chicago, who's lived in Chicago, who lives in Chicago. Like, they're just a complete embarrassment, a complete joke. Uh, that was embarrassing what they did to us on Sunday Night Football. And by us, I mean Bears fans, Chicago fans, people who like the city of Chicago, even people who visited Chicago one time and they had a great time. They embarrassed them. That's how bad the Bears played. That was just all-out embarrassing on the part of the Bears. Uh, it just makes me sick to my stomach. Uh, I'm sick and tired of people defending Virginia McCaskey, too. You know, obviously, hey, Ryan Pace needs to go. Matt Nagy. Needs to go. 
You know, Mitch Trubisky, he needs to go too. Like, everybody needs to go. But nothing's going to change until, like, something happens with ownership. Like, I'm not saying, like, you know, Virginia, like, it would be great if Virginia could sell the team. But, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Virginia can hand off the the decision-making to someone else. I don't know. Or if she could just butt out, just step back, don't make any decisions, don't say nothing to nobody. Just sit there and be the owner. You know? Like, stay out of it. Like some of these really good owners do. Like, Robert Kraft, he doesn't get involved like that. That's why the Patriots are so successful. He says, oh, yeah, Bill Belichick, you make the moves. Every now and then he steps in and says, oh, no, you're not getting rid of Tom Brady. You know, we're keeping him. That's understandable. But other than that, you know, Robert Kraft really doesn't make any, uh, you know, moves like that. He doesn't come in and say, no, you can't do that. And... No, I don't have it on the record that this is what Virginia does. I'm just telling you, man, this is what happens. You can just tell. You can tell that this is what's going on, that she doesn't want a black quarterback. That's just how it is. She's that old school mentality who probably doesn't think that black people should be able to play quarterback, to be honest. And there are still people who feel that way. Trust me, there are. Uh, But listen, this is 2020. Times are changing. Most of the quarterbacks in the league are black now. Most of the good quarterbacks are black other than Aaron Rodgers. And uh, when Trevor Lawrence gets in, Trevor Lawrence and then Joe Burrow as well. I mean, I guess if you consider Kirk Cousins a good quarterback, he's one too. Uh, But yeah, I mean, this is where it's going. You know, the Kyler Murrays, the Russell Wilsons, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes. You know, these guys are fantastic. And uh, Cam Newton, you know, it's about time the Bears had a black quarterback in Chicago. I'm telling you, man, this is what the city wants. Um, I know there's more to it than that. The Bears have to build a line. I'm not saying that if they had Cam, it would be much better. Cam would have given the Bears a spark, though. It would have been so exciting for the city of Chicago, too. But there's nothing you can do right now. Bears play the Lions. I'm going to get into that game. Uh, I am going to uh, give you a prediction uh, for every NFL game this week, I'll also give you uh, where I think you should go if you're trying to bet on these games. I'll give you my prediction for each line as well as what team is going to win. Uh, but the other game from week 12 that I want to go over is uh, the Cardinals and the Patriots. Uh, the New England Patriots, playoff hopes are still alive, baby. Your New England Patriots could still sneak into those playoffs. A little old Bill Belichick. As the great Michael Scott once said, oh, how the turn tables. <laughs> but no, really, oh, how the tables have turned on this narrative that was going around. How much did I hear a couple weeks ago when the Patriots were struggling? Oh, look at that. It's all Tom Brady. He should get 95% credit. Look at what Bill Belichick is doing. Lo and behold. The Patriots are now 5-6 and six and right in the playoff mix again. They've got a chance. They beat the Cardinals by a field goal. That defense, Cardinals were on a one-yard line, called a timeout with two seconds. They decided to go for it and got stuffed. That Patriots defense is loading up, getting healthier. Gilmore is back on the field, played great on DeAndre Hopkins. And they got Cam Newton. And let me tell you something right now. In my opinion, Cam Newton's a better quarterback than Tom Brady. They're both right now playing like average, but the difference is Cam Newton's coming off a catastrophic injury. And he had COVID. COVID affected the Patriots 
arguably more than any team in the league. Uh, well, now Baltimore uh, would be the most recent team, but the Patriots had their entire facility shut down. They lost Cam for the game against the Kansas City Chiefs, a game in which Brian Hoyer could not have played worse of a first half of football, and the Patriots were in the game. They were in the game when they put Stidham in. And the Chiefs did pull away, but listen, with Cam Newton, I would argue the Patriots could have won that game. They were a Cam Newton fumble away from going down and either tying the game or getting a winning touchdown against the Bills. They were just one yard away from beating Seattle on that Sunday night game week two. Listen, three games right there. Instead of five and six, if those three games went the Patriots' way, the Patriots are eight and three right now and in first place in their division. This season is not over for the New England Patriots. Honestly, they might have had their toughest game of the season uh, left, and they just won it. They've got at the Chargers, which is, uh, I think they can win that game. Then at the Rams, that will be maybe their toughest game. At the Dolphins, and then the Bills and the Jets both at home to finish off the year. Who's to say the Patriots can't make this a two-game winning streak? Then three, then four, five, and six to finish the year at 10-6. and Who's to say they can't? I don't know. I wouldn't count out those Patriots, and I would not count out Cam Newton. I would not count him out. Not at all. Another game I want to go over uh, from this past week, Chiefs-Buccaneers. Tyreek Hill's best wide receiver in football right now. He's playing like it, that's for sure. He That man is lights out. He's the fastest player in the game, possibly, and he's just basically unguardable right now. He's unbelievable. That game that he had, he had, what, 200 yards and two touchdowns in, in the first half, first quarter? Ridiculous. Chiefs win 27-24. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is still the GOAT, you know. He's still Tom Brady, but, man, he is struggling to throw the ball downfield. And what I mean by downfield is uh, balls 15 yards or more. Uh, he struggled the past few weeks. They were looking red hot. And everybody was talking all that junk about Bill Belichick. And now look where Tom Brady is. He's 7-5, and five, fighting for a playoff spot. And listen, no shade at Tom Brady. He's still great, but he took the L. He took it on the chin on that one. And listen, the Buccaneers, looking at the rest of their schedule, they play the Vikings. Uh, they have a bye this week. And then they get the Vikings. And then they go at Atlanta, at Detroit. And then they finish off against Atlanta at home. Honestly, they should go 4-0 in those games to finish out 11-5, but the Vikings have been playing really good lately. That's going to be a tough game, and then Atlanta just smoked the Raiders, so I don't really know what to think. We'll see. Uh, I would think that the, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they were my Super Bowl pick <laughs> out of the NFC. My Super Bowl championship pick and AFC champion was the Baltimore Ravens, and look where they are right now at 6-5, and five. so you know my predictions did not look so good. Uh, but yeah, I mean, listen, Tom Brady is struggling, but I wouldn't count out the Buccaneers yet. They, they could still make a Super Bowl run. I know it sounds ridiculous to say that, but listen, man, you cannot count out Tom Brady yet. They've still got a loaded squad. They are not fully together yet. I know I was just talking a bunch of junk and the only reason I had to say some things is because I was just tired of, I don't like. I don't like the people who say Tom Brady deserves 95% credit or something, 80% credit. And I don't like the people who say Bill Belichick deserves that much credit either. It's basically a 50-50. 
If anything, the coach deserves a tad more, maybe 55, 45, if anything. Uh, but it's really, maybe it's like a 51, 49 thing, 51 to Bill Belichick because uh, he's the coach. And there's no sport where coach is more important than football. That's for sure. Uh, and Bill Belichick is proving that he is the man. He is the best coach in the game still. He is unreal. As great of a coach as Andy Reid, he is second to Bill Belichick. Uh, and it'll be that way till Bill Belichick retires. Um, no, I do not think Bill Belichick's going to leave the Patriots. I heard somebody talking about that. No, definitely not. Uh, hopefully Cam Newton comes back. Uh, if he's not going to go to the Bears, I would love to see him on the Bears as well. But uh, it's great to see Cam Newton as a Patriot. I love it. You know, the Patriots are my other team, so it's great to see Cam in there. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to watch this team. There, It's an ugly team, to be honest, because Cam doesn't put up the best numbers. It's a lot of running. It's a lot of ugly football. But, man, I love defense. So, you know, this kind of game, I love those grinded-out, ugly-type games. Uh, those are fun for me to watch as a football fan. A 6-3 to game in football is that's beautiful to me. I love great football. I just don't like missing like a bunch of missed field goals, but if it's all defense, man, I am up for any type of football game with all defense. And uh, that's the type of games that the New England Patriots are going to have to win. They're five and six right now. They got a good chance to get to the playoffs. You know, in the Tampa Bay, they're struggling right now. They're not out of it yet. They are not out of it. It was embarrassing what happened a few weeks ago on Sunday Night Football against the Saints, though. That was pretty bad. That was even worse than what the Bears did against Green Bay. And another game we got to get into. What is going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, man? They're 3-7-1. and They lose on Monday night to Seattle, 23-17. Uh, DK Metcalf, what a player he was. And he really made the Eagles regret passing him up. What is with the Eagles and their draft picks? They passed off Metcalf. They passed up on... Uh, Jordan Jefferson in this past draft, uh, they, boy, the Eagles really dropped the ball. T. Higgins they passed on as well. The Eagles really have dropped the ball, and they might lose the division to either Washington or New York. That's just terrible. That's really all I needed to say about that. And then the final game we got to get into is Ravens-Steelers, which is currently the best rivalry in football. i got to give a lot of credit to the Baltimore Ravens. They made this a game. They had like, what, 16 people out because of COVID and including the MVP of the entire league last year, Lamar Jackson, and it was 1914. The Steelers barely stayed perfect at 11-0. Steelers are 11-0, man. Uh, it's crazy. Is it the worst undefeated team in history? Yeah, maybe, maybe other than last year's New England Patriots team. Yeah, it's one of the worst undefeated teams ever, I think, but they're perfect right now. I don't think they're going to beat Kansas City, but hey, if they have home field, you never know. I just think Kansas City's too loaded, to be honest. I, I just I can't really see Pittsburgh beating them. But right now, Baltimore is not in the playoffs if it started today. It's going to be very interesting to see uh, what happens with them. Uh, yeah, I just it's just really interesting uh, to look at what's going on. With the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, you know, COVID really hit this team. And it might have knocked them out, to be honest. Uh, we'll see if Lamar... Hopefully, Lamar can come back uh, for Tuesday's game against the Cowboys. And I say that uh, purely uh, selfish reasons. Because he's on my fantasy team. And if he doesn't play, I don't really know what I'm going to do at quarterback. Uh, but yeah, need Lamar to play. So hopefully, he can go. 
Um, I'm going to have to check uh, my lineups and everything. Uh, speaking of fantasy, I have had a terrible year in fantasy, man. I keep uh, skipping out on games. I've skipped out or not skipped out. I've like just not paid attention, to be honest, like a couple times and just forgot to uh, bench people that were hurt. I've started DeAndre Swift back-to-back weeks. Uh, two weeks ago, I started him in both leagues. He didn't play last week. I forgot to bench him uh, for the game uh, Thanksgiving against Houston. So, yeah, I'm just not having the best year in fantasy, but, you know, there's still time to turn it around. I did win in one of my leagues. Shout-out to Chase Claypool in the Steelers' defense uh, for getting me that win. Uh, but, yeah, fantasy's not going great, but I'll tell you one thing that is going great. Uh it is this NFL season in general. It's been a it's been a great season. It's been a wild season. COVID has run rampant as it's run rampant in basically every league. Uh, but right now, we're looking at a very, very exciting finish to the NFL season. I mean, this is going to be uh, one of the most exciting finishes we have seen uh, in recent memory, I think. Right now, if we're looking at... Uh, the conference standings, uh, Pittsburgh, it, we're going AFC first. Pittsburgh is at the one seed, 11-0. Then you got Kansas City, number two. And then three teams are in there for three. You got the Titans, the Bills, uh, who would be division winners, and then Cleveland at 8-3. and three. And then the other two playoff teams, if it started today, would be the Miami Dolphins and the Indianapolis Colts, both at 7-4. and four. Right after that, though, you've got the Las Vegas Raiders, Baltimore Ravens, both at six and five, and then the Patriots at five and six. Uh, Houston is at four and seven, so is Denver. Technically, they have a shot as well. I'll say this if Deshaun Watson is somehow able to drag this Houston team into the playoffs, he's the MVP of the league, hands down. Otherwise, the MVP should be Aaron Rodgers, in my opinion. Moving on to the NFC, New Orleans is at one with nine and two. And remember, this year, only the one seed gets the bye. There's seven teams in the playoffs, so number two seed will play seven, three will play six as usual, and four will play five as usual. One will get the bye. So right now the Saints and Steelers would get byes. Uh, and then the Seahawks and Green Bay are two and three, both at eight and three. The Rams are seven and four. They have uh, the fourth slot. Tampa Bay is seven and five. Uh, they are fifth. Arizona is six and five. They are sixth right now. And then seventh is it's there's a tie right now between the Minnesota Vikings, Chicago Bears, and San Francisco 49ers. Uh but all three of these teams are at five and six. Uh you got the Giants. Yeah. That's how it would be if we weren't going off division. But of course. We have to include the NFC least. So as a matter of fact, the Vikings, the Bears, and the Niners, they are all in the hunt. Because the four seed is a tie between Washington and New York, which New York has the edge because of the tiebreaker. They'd be the division winner right now. Four and seven is first place in the NFC least. And then the Eagles and the Cowboys, three, seven, and one, and three, and eight. They're the two worst records in the entire conference yet both of them still have a realistic path to the division title although the cowboys that ship's kind of sailed but again they're only one game out that's what's crazy 
As bad as they got beat down by Washington, they're only a game out of first. Uh, it's just an embarrassment. And, I mean, it's not like it's any better that a 5-6 and six team could make the playoffs, but the Vikings, Bears, and Niners, they're all three of these teams, as bad as the Bears played on Sunday Night Football, all these teams are better than the uh, Washington, the Giants, the Eagles, or the Cowboys. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a terrible, terrible division in the NFC East, but, you know, it is what it is, worst division of all time. Now, let's get into week 13. Uh, we're gonna I'm gonna give you my predictions for every game, including the line. So if you're if you're uh, gambling on this stuff and you want to know who's gonna win, uh, if you're listening to it before these games, uh, check in. I'm gonna give you uh, which uh, ways you should go with the betting. Uh, so Bears Lions, we'll start with that one first. Uh, it's in Soldier Field. Bears are a three point favorite at the moment. Uh, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say bet with caution. I really wouldn't bet on this game, but uh, go with the Bears line. Bears win. uh, I'm going to say the Bears win by four. So take the three or four. So, yeah, take the Bears line. They're three-point favorites. I would take the Bears. Uh, I wouldn't be confident about it, but, yeah, I'll take the Bears line in this one. Uh, Raiders-Jets. Raiders are seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Honestly, take the Raiders. Don't even think twice. Yeah, they got blown out by the Falcons, but this is the Jets. The Jets are 0-11. They're horrible. Raiders will cover the win by at least two touchdowns. Giants-Seahawks. Seahawks are 11-point favorites. Um, I want to say go with Seattle. Uh, my gut does, but no. I'm going to say take the Giants in this one. I think that the Giants are going to keep it close. Their defense has been playing better than people anticipated and Seattle really doesn't blow teams out like that. So, yeah, I think Seattle will win. They'll win by about a touchdown, maybe 10 points. So, yeah, I'd actually take the Giants line in this one. Uh, so, technically an upset, but, yeah, I would take the Giants line for this one. Uh, Patriots Chargers uh, in Inglewood at the SoFi Stadium. Chargers are one-and-a-half-point favorites. Take the Patriots in this one, man. I think the Patriots are going to win this game, so this one's easy for me. Uh, the Chargers keep blowing games. They're going to blow this one, too. They'll probably have a lead and, uh, lead and blow it. Uh, Justin Herbert, he's a really good quarterback, and I thought he was going to be good. Uh, he was kind of held back at Oregon because they didn't let him do all he could do. I figured he'd be pretty good. I didn't know he'd be this good right away. That being said, the Patriots' defense is going to play great. Cam Newton's only getting better. Take the Patriots. I got the Patriots winning by about five. Saints-Falcons. Saints are only three-point favorites uh, in Mercedes-Benz. Take the Saints. Uh, I know the Falcons had a big week last week. And, I mean, yeah, it's possible that the Falcons get one of these, you know, the Saints just have an off game. But I think the Saints are locked in right now and focused. Uh, I'm going to take the Saints. Uh, Closer than people may expect, Saints by six. Uh, I'm still taking the Saints in the line, though. Go with Saints in this one. Browns Titans. This is gonna be a good game. Battle of eight and three teams uh, in Nashville at the Nissan Stadium in uh, Tennessee. Uh, Titans are five point favorites. Mmm. Take the Titans. I got the Titans winning by a touchdown. I'll take the Titans in this one. Uh, Browns have been playing good lately. Uh, they haven't been playing great teams though. This is probably the best team they've played since Pittsburgh. I'm gonna say Titans win by a touchdown, maybe ten. Uh, take the Titans in this one. Bengals Dolphins out in uh, Hard Rock Stadium in Miami. Miami's ten and a half point favorites. Take Miami. Uh, the Bengals don't have Joe Burrow. The Bengals are kind of lost right now. Uh, they played okay last week, but 
I just can't see them really uh, holding up to Tua. It's too bad that Joe Burrow's out. We could have seen, uh, seen Burrow versus Tua. Nevertheless, uh, I think the Dolphins will win by at least two touchdowns. I got them winning by 17. Uh, take the Dolphins in this one. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's one of these weird games where the Bengals somehow cover, but I'm going to say the Dolphins uh, cover this one. Vikings, Jaguars. Vikings are 10-point favorites. Uh, take the Jaguars. The Jaguars have been playing really good recently in terms of just uh, playing competitive games. I think the Vikings will win, but they'll win by about a field goal. Uh, these games have been really close lately with the Jaguars. Again, 10-point favorites. That's a lot for Minnesota. Maybe they get out to a hot start. Adam Thielen is back, so it, it causes me to pause, but I'm going to say the Jaguars are able to uh, lose by less than 10. So, yeah, uh, Minnesota wins by a field goal, but the Jaguars pick them if you're going with the points. Colts and Texans uh, in Houston. Colts are three-point favorites. I'm going with an upset. Deshaun Watson is on a roll. He's going to continue it and upset the Colts. Uh, Colts are three-point favorites. Take the Texans in this one. I got the Texans winning by a field goal. Uh, so take the Texans in the betting as well. Uh, I really like them to continue their hot streak and, and get it going. Uh, Deshaun Watson, again, he is the man. He is, in my opinion, the second-best quarterback only to that bad man, Aaron Rodgers. Uh so, yeah, take take Deshaun Watson and the Texans in this one. Upset alert. Cardinals, Rams, and uh, Glendale. Rams are three-point favorites. I'm going to say the Cardinals bounce back and get a win. Uh, yeah, take the Cardinals. Cardinals are going to win by about a field goal. Once again, take the Cardinals in the, in the money line. Rams are three-point favorites. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is going to bounce back. Uh, Jalen Ramsey might... Do a number on DeAndre Hopkins, but Kyler Murray is going to have a good game, a bounce-back game, as good as the Rams are. I'm going to go with the Cardinals in this one. Packers and Eagles on Lambeau. Packers are 8.5-point favorites. Uh, Eagles are desperate. Um, This one's tough. I've been thinking about this one, too. I still don't know. Oh, man. I don't know. I just feel like... I want to say Philadelphia. I really do because I feel like they're going to keep it close. I mean, they kept it close with Seattle last week. So, yeah, take the Eagles. Packers win by about five. Yeah, it'll be a close game because the Eagles fight, you know. They really do. I don't think they're going to get toasted like the Bears did. Uh, So, yeah. But bet with caution on that game if you're really going to bet on that game because... Honestly, the Eagles, man, they just you just never know what you're going to get with them. But I, I'm going to say that because of their performance last week, they're going to have another uh, decent performance at least, keep the game close. They'll cover the spread. Uh, it might break people's hearts just like it did on Monday Night Football. Oh, man, I can't imagine. Uh, but, yeah, I, I'll go. I'll go with the Eagles line on this one. But the Eagles aren't going to win this game. Green Bay will still win by about five. The Sunday night game, Broncos-Chiefs. Uh, lame Sunday night game, by the way. I mean, it's a rivalry game. Uh, Kansas City's 13.5-point favorites. I'm going to say take Kansas City. I know Denver puts up a fight. This is in Kansas City. Uh, Chiefs win by 17. Uh, Broncos make it a little closer at the end, but no, nah, the Chiefs will cover this one. Don't be fooled. It's a Sunday night game. If it was in Denver, I would be uh, more cautious on betting on the Chiefs line. 
I would say probably if especially if it was thirteen and a half in Denver, I would take Denver all the way. But no, nah, not not an Arrowhead. The Chiefs are gonna handle them. Uh, it'll be about a seventeen point win for them. Uh, there's two Monday night games this week. Uh, the first one's at four o'clock for whatever reason. Uh, Steelers and Washington. Well, I, yeah, because of the whole COVID thing and the Steelers Ravens game getting postponed. But uh, Washington and Pittsburgh. Steelers are eight point favorites in this one. Honestly, I'm going to say it's going to be a close game. Pittsburgh wins by 10, though, so I'll take the Steelers in the line. Uh, They're eight-point favorites. Take the Steelers in this one. And the other Monday night game is a pretty intriguing one, in my opinion. Bills and 49ers right now. uh, They got the Niners as a one-point favorite. Um, Yeah, take that. Niners win. Niners win by about three. Field goal. I'm going to say the Niners upset the Bills. Uh, so yeah, I'll t- I like the Niners. I like the Niners in the points. They're only one point favorites. Uh, I would trust betting on them. Uh, not that the Bills couldn't upset them, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the the Niners line in this one. Only a one point favorite. And then uh, the final game of the week is Cowboys Ravens, and <laughs> this could be ugly if Lamar Jackson plays. No doubt about it. Uh, but at the moment. On ESPN Fantasy, it says Lamar is out with his little O, but technically there's no word yet on what's going on with that one. Uh, the Ravens are 7.5-point favorites right now. I'll take the Ravens, um, even if they have RG3. The Ravens will win by uh, at least 10 if they have RG3. If they have Lamar, uh, it'll be it'll be ugly, especially because it's in Baltimore. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, take the... Take the Ravens and the points. I really don't have any concern about that one, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe it's some random Skip Bayless uh, dream scenario where the Cowboys go crazy, but I don't think so. I think the Cowboys are in for a nice beatdown, courtesy of Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. If Lamar is coming back, we hope he is. Uh, but, yeah, so that is all the time we're going to have for you for this uh, NFL episode of Change the Game. Uh, we got one more uh, for today, and that'll be the boxing one. And then if you want, you can also check out the other two that we did today, uh, the NBA and the college football episodes, uh, or listen to any of the other 20 episodes that we have of Change the Game. Uh, check us out, www.seethegame.com. Uh, we also are available on Spotify and iTunes. Thanks for checking us out.